0: I've been here uh, since 2005. Uh, This is the most strained I've seen the system.
1: Supply worries as South Central's dangerous cold deepens, Anchorage leaders warn of a strain on the natural gas supply that we use to heat our homes.
2: I felt like I was going to die. I had to advocate for my health.
1: February is American Heart Month, and today communities across the country will light up in red for National Wear Red Day. And are you ready for an early spring or longing to chill out with six more weeks of winter? It is Groundhog Day and the country's most famous prognosticator, Punxsutawney Phil, ready to give us a hint of what we'll have to endure as the morning edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us here. We'll get to weather in just a bit, but first, in the middle of intense cold, South Central is seeing natural gas supply concerns. Lex Shelverton tells us more about the strain utilities are facing and possible repercussions for Alaska. What you need to know in this morning's top story.
3: With NSTAR breaking a record for the most energy use in its history on Thursday and with South Central seeing some of its coldest temperatures of the season, NSTAR President John Sims is urging Anchorage residents to reduce their energy consumption.
0: We're using a lot of gas. Our customers are using a lot of gas, and the electric utilities are using a lot of gas. So uh, it's strained. It is strained.
3: INSTAR Natural Gas President John Sims says his company is facing operational challenges and difficulties in maintaining pressures in the natural gas system because of the sub-zero temperatures in the region. With that, he is urging customers to be wise with their energy consumption.
0: When we start losing this beautiful sunshine and the temperatures start to dip, and the demand starts to go up, uh, that's when we really wanna make sure that customers are attentive to the messaging that's going out from all utilities to ensure that they know if and when they might need to reduce their consumption.
3: All while Alaska faces a looming natural gas crisis.
0: The circumstances and the challenges that we're dealing with today are really amplified by the fact that we do have a declining basin in Cook Inlet.
3: A natural gas shortage, Sim says, could arrive sooner than many think.
0: It could be even as early as 2026. And it really depends on the gas that we're utilizing today um, and the development that happens in Cook Inlet this summer and you know, in the following seasons from there on out. We know it's on the forefront. We know it's something we need to address today uh, for the long-term uh, energy reliability of the state.
3: Sim says he believes the long-term natural gas supply problem coming out of Cook Inlet is due in part to a lack of incentives and demand for producers, in addition to the limited market.
0: More effort has to be done to ensure that the market is in a great position for them to continue to explore and develop this basin.
3: Sim says that there's many simple things people can do to help out the natural gas system that includes things like turning down your thermostat, unplugging unused devices, not excessively using dish or laundry washers, or not using gas stoves. Lex Shelburton, Alaska's new source.
1: Nstar's plea came as its president also made the pitch asking that several bills currently making their way through the legislature need to move faster so the company will be able to get more gas supplies to customers. Steve Kirch continues our team coverage from the Capitol.
4: NSTAR's president says he plans to come to Juneau next week in support of legislation that he feels will send more natural gas to its customers. In short, they want to make it cheaper for producers to explore and produce natural gas.
0: And one of the challenges that we've seen here locally is, uh, you know, encouraging and getting producers out there to make the investment required to bring that gas to market. Um, Now I know that the governor and the legislature are evaluating a lot of potential tools that they have. One of those
4: tools NSTAR President John Sims is talking about is a proposed bill supported by Governor Mike Dunleavy. It would reduce the amount of royalty money producers would pay on new gas to 5% for the first 10 years of production.
5: The issue is that Cook Inlet is a very, very mature basin. All the large companies have left Cook Inlet. And we're basically on an island. We, you know, Alaska is basically isolated. We're very, we're not connected to the lower 48. There's also Representative
4: George Rauscher's bill. This one deals with exploration efforts. The royalty rate would be zero if the producer agrees to sell to an in-state electric or heating utility before anyone else.
5: We need to chart our own destiny. We need to take control of our own situation. I don't, I don't want to wait for some outside entity to come and save us. We're going to have to do this ourselves. However, there are questions. Will customers pay less?
4: Will more gas be produced? And what about the state losing money?
5: I understand I understand folks being skeptical. I worked in the oil industry for over 40 years, and, uh, you know, it is a risky business. I would say that uh, where the gas reserves are in Cook Inlet, uh, we're pretty highly certain of where they are. But Sim says he
4: still feels there is more that can be done.
0: I'll be there next week. Uh, to hopefully start some of those conversations about what we need to do to make sure that we're promoting a good environment for, for businesses to come in here to explore for those resources.
4: Now, those two bills were recently heard and held in committee, with discussions to continue. Now, McKay says he's currently crafting a more aggressive bill, with details to come. Reporting from Juneau, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source.
1: Platt Elementary School remains closed today due to a heating issue. The principal says the school's boiler is still not fixed, and so all students will continue with online learning today. We're continuing to follow the situation, and we'll have updates this weekend and at alaskasnewsource.com. It may be difficult to imagine the summer season at this point, but in just a few short months, construction projects will begin, and a big one is on the horizon for valley commuters. Carly Schreck has details on the Kinnick River Bridge project.
2: It's tough to picture construction season with the stronghold Sub-Zero temps have had on South Central. But the season, no doubt, has been on the minds of the state's Department of Transportation. With plans already underway to widen the Glen Highway from the Park's interchange to Palmer, another project on both the north and southbound Kinnick River bridges could impact the main commute as early as this summer.
6: Basically, the, the, the bridge deck what the cars drive on on top of the, the, the structure of the bridge needs to be completely redone. Um, so this is to, to address um, a lot of the issues that, um, you know, anybody who drives those bridges has, has experienced the rutting, the uh, the bumps of the transition joints, um, but also to preserve the life of the bridge.
2: That project has been in the works well before January's massive pileup that occurred on the southbound bridge. But DOT says there's no denying the project will be a difficult undertaking in terms of the effects it would have on commuters.
6: Part of the difficulty with this repair is um, It has to be done all at once. So we we can't do like a single line at a time. Uh, We we have to do the entire bridge at once.
2: The department says it's pushing to get the project done this summer, and while it's not yet a guarantee it will happen this year, it says the federally funded work will get done eventually.
6: We understand that it's a disruption while they're going on and um, we're we're trying to get through these as quickly as possible. But once all is said and done, we we expect that uh, people are gonna be
2: very happy with the changes. In the Valley, Carly Shrek, Alaska's news source.
1: Construction to both the Kinnick Arm Bridges as well as work to the Peters Creek Bridge is anticipated to cost between $10 and $20 million. (laughs) The Eklutna Hydropower Project is the topic of a special Anchorage Assembly meeting today at noon. Now, some members are planning to propose a resolution about the Hydropower Project which is responsible for much of Anchorage's water supply. Assembly Chair Chris Constant, as well as members Meg Zolotel and Kevin Cross say the current policies just aren't working and they want to consider other options.
0: Since 2017, it has been the policy of the Municipality of Anchorage to restore the river, to provide fish back to the people of the native village of Aklutna, and to undo the harms that we've historically done. Watching this process happen over the years That policy has not really been implemented.
1: Constant does not want to imply that he wants to shut down or minimize hydroelectric power generation, but to just see what alternatives are available. New this morning, State Representative Jamie Allard issued a statement saying, in part, the Anchorage Assembly's continued demands calling for restoration of the Eklutna River only made possible by removing the Eklutna hydroelectric infrastructure flies in the face of science, good government, and common sense. Today's meeting will be open to public comments on the resolution. Some frightening moments inside the Benboki Ice Arena last night as carbon monoxide alarms led to a full evacuation. Just three minutes after puck dropped, maintenance crews signaled the alarms after being notified of a carbon dioxide leak coming from the Zamboni room. Hundreds of fans, officials, and players were immediately evacuated some leaving in full gear. O'Malley Ice and Sports Center managing member Steve Agney did confirm the CO2 leak, but no further details on the cause, damage, or when Ben Pokey would reopen. When we come back, the first Costco business center here in Alaska opens today. We've got a sneak peek inside and what many hope will provide significant cost savings for businesses as the city continues efforts to build back.
7: Still holding on to bitter cold across South Central. I'll have more details on a warming trend heading our way. But first, sunrise 917, sunset 509, 7 hours and 51 minutes of daylight.
1: Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday, Aaron. I know weather, we hit a record for snowfall. How are we looking with these cold temperatures? Well, we
7: did see a brand-new record both uh, Wednesday morning as well as Thursday morning when it came to those record lows. Of course, we talked about it yesterday. We hit a brand-new record for January 31st uh, as we dropped to negative 18 degrees. The previous record was negative 17 setback back. Uh, in 1989. And then yesterday, shortly after midnight, uh, we did see another record low of negative 16 degrees, which tied uh, the previous record low of negative 16 set back in 1993. So we saw two uh, two days uh, of consecutive record-breaking temperatures. Notice the uh, normal uh, low for this time of year. is about 13 degrees. So many areas across South Central uh, have been about 30 to about r- roughly 40 degrees colder uh, than what we typically see during this time of the year. And you can see across the state, Uh, We did see a low of 13 below this morning in Anchorage, 44 below in McGrath. Uh, Approaching 50 below as you head through parts of the interior out towards uh, Fort Yukon, 55 below. Uh, And then Coldfoot uh, waking up uh, where we did see a temperature of negative 51 degrees uh, this morning. So dangerous cold continues to remain locked in place. Uh, across mainland Alaska, we are beginning to see a slow warming trend that's going to carry us into the weekend uh, and next week. But as far as mainland Alaska, you can see still quiet as a whole. Uh, watching this system out west, that's going to bring uh, the possibility for some windy conditions and uh, anywhere from about two to six inches of snowfall as you head out towards uh, parts of southwest Alaska. That is where we are seeing a winter storm watch uh, that begins later today, lasting on through the weekend, uh, through uh, areas along the slope, up our winter weather advisories, uh, as well as blizzard warnings as you head out towards the eastern Beaufort sea coast. And then southern parts of uh, southeast, still seeing a winter weather advisory. Uh, That's for the additional one to two inches of snowfall. Uh, But you can see that active uh, weather that we did see earlier in the week. uh, That's really begun to wind down for a good portion of the panhandle. Now, this morning, we are seeing those wind chills, 18 below in Anchorage, uh, 26 below in Nome. So dangerous cold still remains with us. You can see Fort Yukon seeing that wind chill this morning approaching negative 60 degrees. So very bitter cold conditions. Uh, remain with us. Notice here over the next several days, again, mainland Alaska, again, largely remaining on the quiet side. Uh, We do have a ridge of high pressure to our south. Active weather out west. Uh, We're gonna be watching for some increasing rain and a wintry mix for the Aleutians as we head on through the day. Uh, There is a possibility we could pick up a couple of inches of snowfall for the islands uh, as that area of low pressure continues to progress through the region. Uh, That will also lead to increasing snowfall out towards southwest Alaska as we welcome in uh, the remainder of today into your Saturday. And we'll also be watching for the possibility for some snow to build into South Central late Saturday evening on into Sunday. This is certainly something to watch. Nothing significant in the amount of snow we'll see, uh, but it will bring some additional snowfall. And we've already seen uh, up to 105 inches of snow. Uh, for the anchorage bowl so beginning to see somewhat of a transition back to some warmer conditions that starts this weekend Uh, for today still cold 10 degree in seward 26 in kodiak Uh, you can see through prince william sound we've got some windy conditions a gust to 60 miles per hour in whittier Uh, So that means you're going to see those sub-zero wind chills sticking around through the day. The valley, once again, seeing those temperatures uh, only warming uh, to about uh, 5 to 10 below into the afternoon hours. That seven-day forecast is promised going to bring uh, the return to some uh, warmer conditions. You can see out towards southeast, temperatures in the teens, 20s, and 30s through the remainder of uh, the day. As far as that seven-day, you can see 5 degrees Saturday, 15 Sunday. Talk about warming, Arion. Next week, teens and 20s. That's just going uphill downright nice compared to this morning.
1: Telling you. Heat wave. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Aaron. For the first time, an advertising company settled an opioid lawsuit. Publicis, a company that worked on Purdue Pharma's OxyContin account, the company agreed to a settlement of $350 million to be divided nationally. Alaska will receive more than $780,000 from that settlement. Attorney General Trey Taylor says the money will be used to help address the state's opioid crisis. Today is opening day for the Costco Business Center at Takat New Commons on Muldoon Road. Now, this will be only the 27th Costco Business Center in the U.S. Photojournalist Kim Danke takes us inside the new facility for a preview.
5: Today, we are preparing to open our new Costco Business Center in Takat New Commons. It's Costco, but it's, it's a different kind of Costco. Our targeted member is office buildings, medical offices, break rooms, uh, employee break rooms those kinds of things. You're not gonna find clothing or TVs or you know rotisserie chicken or cut meat here. You're gonna find a wide variety of beverages and drinks.
3: We have water and soda and cups, uh, to-go cups. We also have um, dish and laundry and we have some cleaning supplies, some chemicals. Toilet paper, paper towels, did I mention that?
5: We've actually got a selection of commercial appliances that we're pretty proud to unveil, a value to restaurants and places that need commercial appliances. So we're going through and just making sure that uh, all the items received on time, uh, all the signage is correct, just make sure that everything is kind of, you know, put together and ready to go. So
3: this one is for our perfect signature, super premium vanilla ice cream just doing like the last minute like preparations for everything. We're cleaning things, we're doing like
5: the last minute stocking. We've got a lot of businesses that have shopped with the DeBar and Diamond locations over the years. We've developed quite a relationship with a number of businesses. And we've shown the need for this to be more efficient in our business, provide great value for our members, provide a wider number of items for our businesses that are asking for these things. We are expecting a big crowd. We're wondering if the weather's going to hamper that turnout. Alaskans are pretty hearty. They they figure it out. They get excited with a a new opening, and we're anticipating a a pretty good showing tomorrow.
1: And the store opens here in a couple hours at 7 a.m. It will operate Monday through Saturday until 6 p.m. and then Sunday 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And the center is open to all Costco members. You've been listening to the Alaska's News Source podcast. Subscribe to have the latest episodes delivered to your library automatically.